testimony, Mark. Don't you love testimonies? Oh, man, love it. And, uh, you know, hearing what God can do to an individual when you hear their past life and you, and you think, man, how has this person been who he is today? And then it's just incredible uh, to see the power of God on a person's life from was dead in sin to alive in God. It's absolutely it. So this morning... Uh, we're going to interview, or well, here, I'm going to interview him, uh, but he's going to give his testimony, Sam. Let's uh, give it up for Sam. And, and can, I, can I just say, have a seat, mate. Now, th- we call this the weeping couch. Because oh, really? everyone that sits on it cries. <laughs> so, so I have to cry. You, well, I don't want you to, you know, <laughs> cry if you want to cry. Sounds like a song. Thank you. Um, can I just say one thing about the 80-20 for those that are thinking about coming on board for 80-20? Um, it's a year and a half. We're, we're at the halfway mark, right? So if you do commit, it's only for a year and a half, 20 bucks a week. Think about it and uh, it'll be a blessing to the church and a blessing to you for sure. Hey, um, how are you, Sam? Yeah, I'm good. Good morning, church. Good morning, buddy. Um, is this a... Uh, Pretty laid back, eh? It's very laid back. It's, it's been a while since I've got up and spoke in yeah. front of people, so just bear with me if I oh, make worry. a few errors along the way. These, these guys have all got little <laughs> cards under their seats. <laughs> and as you say something, they'll go a three, five, seven, Fail. nine. So uh, it's great. Great to have you, Sam. And, and I know God's done an awesome work in your life. Yeah, yeah. Can you give us a bit of a rundown of your pre-conversion life? Um, I was born in Blacktown Hospital. Um, I was the youngest of five children. Um, My father, I was raised a Catholic. My father was, you'd call him a narcissist, I suppose. Um, It was was very tough growing up. Um, It was my dad's way or the highway. The, The way he sort of treated my mother, she... You know, my, I had three older brothers and they'd, they'd break something um, during the day. They'd put a hole through a kitchen cupboard or something and my mum would frantically run up to the hardware store, get some builder's bog, start partying it before Dad got home because when he found out, mum would be in trouble. And, and he was abusive. It, was, it was, wasn't good. Um, so I grew up walking on eggshells egg because my dad was, um, you know, the way he was. And, um, yeah, it was just it was chaos, really. You know, that, that would be the way I'd describe it. There were some good times, but my dad was normally angry all the time. So I related God the same way. Yeah. So did you, did you get into anything that was, you know, pretty bad when you were growing up, like as a kid? Um, not, not so much myself. My brother sort of got into drugs and stealing, stealing stuff and that, and I just got hammered with don't be like your brothers. And yeah. I think I was that scared of my father. I really tried to behave myself as much as I could. Um, wow. Because I was so scared of, you know, copying his wrath. Yeah, wow. That's you know, dad, dad would, one of the boys would be helping dad in the backyard dig a trench or something and they'd hit a pipe and my dad would chase him with a shovel around the backyard wow. to hit him. It was, it was brutal. Yeah. You know, so. so. <laughs> Sounds brutal, brutal, mate. Well, uh, but it's, it's strange that now you're looking after your dad, right? That's right, yeah. Look, he's changed a lot. He's 80 years old now. He just had COVID recently and... Um, I've been really um, becoming a Christian's been a, a. It was very difficult. He didn't come to my wedding. 
at wow. the time when I, when, I was, um, when I became a Christian, he, he decided um, because I wasn't getting married in a Catholic church, he wouldn't come along. And um, there, were, look, there's many, there was many issues along the way, but um, he softened to God along the way. He saw how God has impacted my life and changed my heart and given me a heart to serve him and love him, even though he's the way he is. Because the Lord is like that. He loves us in our weaknesses and our struggles. And when we mess up, he continues to love us. And he, he, he sees the, the best in us. And, mm. and I, you know, I think along the way of, you know, I've had some ministry along the way, some counselling. And there was a, probably a couple of years ago where um, I had some counselling with a woman who lives at Enfield. I was doing that for about a year and a half. And, and she just prayed into a situation with my father because she said she remembers seeing... I just told her, she, she said, do you want to pray in, in, to, into something before we left that particular day? And I kind of thought, you know, I had something in my heart like where I remember being in, in the kitchen where my mum was getting sort of like knocked by one of my brothers and my dad and it was just frantic and the, she sort of started to pray into this situation where my father was fighting with my brother and the table was getting tipped over and everyone was going crazy and frantic. I was a little kid. I was probably eight years old in the corner and just seeing it all. And my life wasn't safe. It was, there wasn't much safety, you know. I didn't know whether I was going to get smacked one day or something was going to happen. Or I, I just, it was crazy. And, um, and I remember we, she prayed into this situation and invited Jesus into it. And, um, and she said, the Lord is restoring your mother's dignity. And I thought, wow, you know, and, and I remember when I was a kid, I used to pray that God would kill my father because I used to hate him so wow. much. And I used to pray that God would kill him. So then as she was praying, she said, I can see like a, like a drain at the bottom of your dad's feet where the Lord is washing your dad down with, a, with an oil balm and washing all the pain and all the hurt that your dad received as a child. And I thought, wow, you know, like I started to weep in this prayer and I thought, that's so different to me praying. You know, God is so good because I used to pray that God would kill him, but God wants to restore him even though he's like that. Mm. And I thought, wow. And I walked out of there that day and I was, it, it restored my relationship with my dad. And, um, wow. and I went, she said, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to go dad's place now and I'm going to go tell him. So I went and told dad what God just did and, um, in that prayer. And my dad was touched, you know. So, yeah. so little by little, he, awesome, he was changing. Yeah. Aren't you yeah. glad God didn't answer your prayer? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am now. <laughs> yes, that's right. And so, yeah. when did you come to know the Lord? How, like, what was the yeah? Your well, salvation? I, well, my it's my ex-wife now, unfortunately. But um, when I met Katrina um, back, it must have been in two, the year two thousand, actually. Um, she had a rough upbringing as well. She gave her life to Christ after we were dating for a few years. We were living together, had a house, and. And then she basically said, like, you know, we're not sleeping together anymore and um, I'm, I've, I've come to know Jesus. She started reading the Bible. I was a Catholic and I'm like, what's this Bible stuff? And the, the enemy was really hammering me at the time and, and I thought, what's this Bible stuff? Get the Bible out of the house. I, I was even saying, you're, you know, you're brainwashed to my ex-wife there for a while because I, I, I didn't know the Lord. And um, she was praying for me. So it, it took a couple of years and I, I went out to, I got invited out to a um, house in Richmond. There was a couple of Maltese people, um, Joe and Angelia, and they, they became Christians years before. They said, you, you know, do you want to come and meet with us? And so I went out to their house one afternoon and I could see the difference in Katrina. So I thought, you know what, if God is real, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accept him into my life. 
if he's, you know, if, if, he, if he shows up in this prayer, I'm going to follow him for the rest of my life, I thought to myself, you know. And um, I could see the changes in my ex-wife at the time and, and, I, and, and we, 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 we prayed about, um, he, he led me to the Lord, sorry, and then I think Anne was praying in tongues and he was leading me to the Lord and I felt the Holy Spirit come upon me like it was like waves of love and acceptance and forgiveness was crashing over me in this prayer. It was the most amazing thing. I was 28 at the time. It was like 17 years ago. And um, I walked out of that house just weeping, thinking, wow, God is real. And I, my feet didn't touch the ground for probably six months after that. I was, I was actually repping for a um, mitre tent at Arndell Park. And I, I was selling timber. And I remember like going to sites trying to sell material. And I thought, I'm selling dead timber, but I know the living God. You know, I can't even do this. So I was actually witnessing to a few guys along the way. And, and they're like, this guy, you know, get him out of here sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, my feet didn't touch the ground for ages. Yeah. Awesome, man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Born, born again experience. And, but for you, even though you, you came to the Lord, there, there was like in your, in your marriage, like she's a Christian, you're a Christian, but yeah. yet your marriage didn't work. Like It, it didn't work. We were, we were married for um, about 17 years. So about six years ago, we separated and... Um, just had issues. I, I, I just think, you know, the Lord was bringing out issues, you know, like I've had like legalism issues, like being raised a Catholic, there was so much legal, legalism and just not knowing God's love, I think. And even though like I, I was radically transformed years ago, there was this healing process that needed to take place. And, and um, yeah, it was tough. And, and she was going through the same thing. And along the way, um, you know, she ended up saying she wanted to, to separate. And, and so I so we did. I moved out and, um, yeah, we tried very hard to, to make it work. We, we've got a daughter together. She's 17 now, Erin. Um, but it just, you know, in the end, it didn't work out. Yeah. But you know, your wife had some pretty major yeah. trauma. She had, to, she had some major uh, traumatic stuff happen to her as a child and stuff. And, um, you know, so did I. But it just, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't work. And that that was hard too, like being a Christian, knowing Jesus and knowing that he can heal anything, you know, I knew that and, and f- when, when we did get divorced, it was a real kick in the teeth, it was very hard to, to process and very hard to accept um, the fact that, you know, things didn't work out and it went, you know, it ended yeah. up in divorce, it yeah. was extremely difficult. Yeah, a lot of Christians, like there's a lot of shame, yeah. for some unknown reason, divorce is really high up there for, for a Christian. Uh, which is, I don't know, sometimes I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons why people get divorced and and doesn't work out. And I'm sure it's not the most unforgivable sin that most people think it is. You know, like the the woman at the well had five husbands. That's right. The one she was with wasn't a husband, yet the Lord, you know, gave healing and and restored her and and revealed himself to this woman. That's right. And so, yeah, it's... uh, but at the same time, you're going through this divorce and you had some family issues coming up as well at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty much um, probably a couple of years after I separated the first time. I, I lost my brother, David. He, he, um, he, he passed away uh, with suicide. He, he committed suicide in the family home. Um, yeah, in 2014, just he went through a depression for a long time and then... Um, he used to threaten to take his own life, and we kind of, after 15 years or so, we just sort of said, yeah, David's just, 
doing the same old thing, mate. He's threatening to take his life. And so, yeah, one day he, he went through a few breakups and uh, went back home to Blacktown where my family home is, where Dad is. And, um, yeah, one, one um, night Dad went to church and the next morning he found my brother in the garage. So, mm. yeah. so I got a phone call one morning before church, you know, your brother's in the garage. So it was, yeah, it was incredibly painful you know it's still still a big hole in my heart for my brother and Mm. losing him and not being able to see him anymore and 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 I witnessed to my brother quite a few times and he never he never um gave his life to Christ as far as I know so so knowing that he passed away and not gave his life to Christ that's that's hard as well it's very difficult to to go through yeah no it sounds uh so how did how did you get through that man because I know you know like people think you come to Jesus and everything's going to be rosy, right? Yeah. But it wasn't yeah. for you. Like, I know there's an abundant life that God gives us, mm. and, and but it's not always smooth sailing, you know? Like, there's things that happen to our lives. I mean, what, what like, allowed you or, or who helped you to get through that, type, that, that stage? Yeah, yeah, well, at the time, um, you know, I moved out of the uh, place where I was living with my wife and moved to Sinclair with one of the guys from church. His, his wife passed away about three years um, before that, so he had a house, uh, a room to, to rent sort of thing. So I moved in with Charles at Sinclair for, for about three months, and he tells me someone's moving in. And I, and I thought, oh, you know, who's this person, you know, another person in the house. But it happened to be a, a guy that I went to church with some years before, and he was like a youth pastor, and he was a really good, good man of God. And, um, you know, he was very supportive and he, he helped me along the way. Mm. He was a really good friend that God sent. We'd have, you know, bacon and eggs on a Sunday morning and, all, you know, a few drinks on a Friday night, a couple of drinks and mm. just really enjoyed ourselves. It was a real, real blessing. And, and but, there, you know, I think during that time too, there was just so much stuff that God had to sort out in my own heart and, and I needed like a, a heart renovation, you know, from my own upbringing and... and um, you know, I met the counsellor, like I said, um, Gillian. Um, she was an amazing woman that really helped me a lot for about a year and a half. And But there was just stuff like, you know, there was times where I just feel really like I had perfectionistic tendencies. My father never gave me any affirmation or approval. Um, so there was all, you know, there was, I had all this perfectionism and legalism, even OCD stuff, you know, like even religious OCD where I was checking myself for sin because I'm always worried what God would think because my dad was so hard. He was a hard taskmaster. Mm, mm. So there was, there was an array of different issues that I had to go through. There was times where I just felt like I was half dead, you know, yeah. along the way. Yeah. And, you know, still now I struggle sometimes with, with certain things, but, um, you know, I... I end up praying, and I used to like drive my car to work in the morning, and I used to like cry sometimes because I was so messed up that you know, with just things going on, and my marriage was was failing. I had a daughter that wasn't living with me, and and um and I remember like coming across even a guy called Mark De Jesus who was really good with heart healing and and like just with feelings and things like that. That was just like a godsend. Like I was praying about it for for a couple of years, and. I remember like coming across this guy and I thought, wow, you know, I'd listen to him and, and there'd be a bit of freedom. Like, I'd, and I'd, I'd listen and, and he'd do something on OCD and legalism and yeah. this and, and, and all these different things. And I thought, wow, like, and I'd listen to it and I'd, I'd feel like it was for me, you know, like I felt a bit freer mm-hmm. each time. And I went on, like, that was just an incredible answer to prayer. Um, 
you know, so that really helped me through to deal with some of this stuff, you know, yeah. um, to just know that it's okay when things aren't okay, you know, when things aren't just right or they're not perfect and, and you know, your life is, isn't where you want it to be, God is still with you, you know. God is in, in the struggles with us and he's in the hard times and, you know, he's, he's up on the mountain and he's down in the valley with us, you know, and I learned that along the way. You know, that regardless of what I go through, if I go through a, a, a divorce as bad as that is because you have all these dreams and you want it to work out well, you've got, you know, you have children, you want the best for your children. You never want to break up and see, um, you know, hard, your children going through a, a second of hardship, you know. So it breaks your heart as a father to see that and to experience that. And, um, but to know that, you know, God loves you through these situations, it's... That's it's awesome. amazing when you have that revelation that he's there with you mm. every step of the way, you know, so even good. through anything. It's yeah, going to make me cry. It's amazing. It's weeping chair. There you go, bro. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty, that's uh, amazing, Sam. Like, so now how, how do you, like, I know you were telling me you, you're a bit lonely there through that. Uh, yeah, it, it was a lot. Look, it was definitely a lonely period, like being separated. And I kind of, when you get separated, like you go live in a house and you, you're by yourself a lot of the time. And you're like, what's going on with my life? Yeah, yeah, this, is, yeah. this is ridiculous. You know, you, it just um, shatters you, you know, when you, you, you feel lonely, you don't have anyone around you. Like even my family aren't saved, a lot of them. So you go, you go to talk to them and they go, oh, your ex-wife's this and that. They don't, you know, they don't give you the, the yeah. right support sometimes. It's yeah. very difficult, you know, and um, yeah. everyone experiences that, I suppose, at yeah, times. And, right. um, but, yeah, so, so, yeah, the loneliness was very difficult, but, you know, that, that, there were times where, you know, I would just worship God or get into his presence or, you know, yeah. and you know, even that was hard along the way. There was times where I just struggled with that. Yeah, you know, well, obviously. you're at the right church, mate, because we love you. Oh, thanks, mate. And, love you and, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a 10. Oh, you you so up a tent. Look at that's, that. That's pretty good. Yeah. And so, <laughs> Sam, if there was anything that you could say to anyone today that was like maybe struggling through the same thing, what would you say to them, mate? Yeah, I'd just say, you know, be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself. You know, I think that was one of the best things I learned, you know, and my father wasn't, he wasn't patient with me or kind and, and, and I learned that. To, to treat myself the same way. I was, I was impatient with myself and I was hard on myself when things didn't go right. And when everything was going bad, it was really difficult because I was just beating myself up on a regu regular basis. There was so much condemnation. That, you know, I, I don't know if it was the enemy or just me just smashing myself, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> probably wasn't even the enemy. No, it's probably you. Yeah, but, um, you know, I think, you know, regardless of what you go through, if you go through a hard time, you know, remember to be kind to yourself. Remember to be patient. There's, it's a journey. This life is a journey. And if it takes a lifetime to be healed, it takes a lifetime. If it takes a year, it takes a year. Regardless of how long it takes, God is with you and God loves you. Regardless of how long things take, you know, there's no rush. There's no time frame with God. He, you know, the most important thing is a relationship. You know, he's concerned about a relationship with us, not how well we're doing. And sometimes we don't feel right and we think, oh, how could God love us through what we're going through but he does yeah awesome you know so good mate i i, I agree with you 100 percent. you know what i love about it too sam is you never just you know sometimes you got counseling you know like you, you did everything that you could possibly get because sometimes christians think oh you know i'm not going to go to counseling because 
Mm. You know, I've I got Jesus and I've got the word. But, you know, what counselling is so important because these people are so trained to get to the root cause of, of things. And I love it that, you you know, you, you had your Christian friends. Yeah. You had your counselling guy. You had, you know, the... C- counselling woman. That, that, just before you go any further, that was... Uh, she was recommended to me and I was going through some hard stuff and a woman was recommended to me. And I'm like, a woman God? Ooh. Seriously? Like, Ooh, you I, just got I, one from the I expected too. to be coached by a man, and and this, and and I tell you what, this woman was like, she was like Obi Wan Kenobi, Star Wars. <laughs> she was so knowledgeable, and she was so in tune with the spirit. And I'm like, goodness me, this is incredible. Like, I cannot believe, Lord, that you put me with a woman that's such a good. She was sort of strict and giving me homework to do, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, this is this is amazing. But yeah, yeah God, you know, you know, it's not. Always, what you think it'll be with God—that's uh, right, for sure. That's right. That's right. And you yeah, know, women awesome. are very thorough when it comes to uh, count. They're very detailed. They are, and that's what you want. You don't want a guy headlining you when you're counselling. Go and do this, Sam. See you later. <laughs> that's what we'd say. Yeah, yeah. But they I, go I'd right see, to I'd the nitty gritty. You say, "I'll put the kettle on. I'll yeah. have a coffee." You know she what I would like, say to you, mate? Into the nitty gritty for an yeah. hour and a half. She, there was no beating around the bush. There was oh, no talking about this and that. It was just like, okay, what's going on, and let's get into it. Like, yeah, okay. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And look yeah. at you now. I, I, I was praying for you, and uh, and I got this scripture for you, mate. And now awesome. hearing your testimony, I see why. First Peter five ten. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to His eternal glory in Christ, will Himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Cool. How good's that? That is awesome. I know. And so. You know, you, you've gone through suffering like we all do, and, and it says he's going to, he's starting, we've already begun to restore, That's to awesome. confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So thanks for being so open, and uh, we just love what yeah. God has done and, and how he's been there for you, and I believe the best is yet to come. Yeah, thanks, Louis. I believe in your later years, thanks mate, for the opportunity. you'll be more fruitful. And uh, let's, let's give it up for Sam. Thanks, guys. Thanks, brother. So good. Well, there's more of that to come for the whole month. Uh, we won't tell you who, but I'll tell you, there's some testimonies coming up that are just spectacular. And uh, we are at the moment, you know, our mission statement is to reach, restore, and release. And I think God is such a great restorer of things, you know. When you and Sam's right, when you go through these things, and you and it seems like you, it's just so dark. It seems like you're not going to see it through, and yet God says, "I'm going to restore you. I'm going to restore all the years that the enemy's stolen from you, and things that have happened to you." And He's the great restorer, and I love it when I hear these stories. And you know, this morning you might be here, and you're thinking, like, you know what? I need that. I need that restoration. And we're going to spend a little bit of time worshipping this morning. Why don't you stand up with us? And if that's you and you feel like, you know what, I, I do need some restoration. In, maybe it's in a marriage. Maybe it's in your life. Maybe it's in, with your father, with your brother, with your sister. And you need restoration. Or if you're here for the first time and you don't know Jesus. And you think, you know what, Lord? I, I'm here and I don't even know if I'm restored back to you. And there's a, there's a prayer behind me 
That's the prayer you should pray. If you want to be restored back into right relationship with God through Christ, that's the prayer you should pray. And we're going to spend a little time just worshiping. If that's you, you just say that prayer. And if you say that prayer, then you just need to find a great church. I hear this one's a great church. But if you're not in the area, then you can go and find a great church in that area. But that's the prayer you should pray. But if it's something else that you need restoration for, as we worship, just lift it up before God and we're going to pray at the end. Let's worship.